You're listening to the Marketing Attractions Podcast. Conversations on how nonprofit attractions are increasing attendance and sharing their missions through marketing. Your hosts are Ryan Dick and Jenny Williams of Attend Media. Jenny, today's topic, expanding your social media ads beyond Meta and TikTok. This could be a fun one. Yeah, a lot of channels that you can explore for supporting different campaign initiatives beyond those kind of big three. So I'm assuming the assumption is everyone's running Meta. So Facebook and Instagram, maybe some attractions are diving into TikTok, but maybe some of these nonprofit attractions that we work with aren't considering some of these other social media platforms. What are some of these other social media platforms? So from an ad perspective today, we'll focus on Pinterest, Reddit, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Which one's your favorite? Um, I'm a Pinterest fan myself. Yeah. And a lot of time diving into recipes and even like travel content, kind of where I spend a lot of time. I dabble. I dabble on the Reddit. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like me some Reddit. Well, we'll talk about the demographics and why that makes sense in just a little bit. Got it. All right. Um, Pinterest. Talk to us about it. Yep. So Pinterest is, um, talk about who's using it first. It is, to no surprise, very high skewing female. So about 75% of the audience or our users are female. And when we look at other social platforms, just to kind of compare it, um, we're usually seeing some around, like it's it's a pretty even split or maybe like 55% female. So 75% female is obviously pretty a, a pretty big skew there um, compared to other platforms. Uh, and then I think maybe... People were sleeping on Pinterest a little, you know, recently, um, maybe thinking it was getting a little older, um, but um, it's it's actually about 30%. Their largest age group is really kind of those younger millennials, so 25 to 34, and we're seeing a lot, um, a lot more usage among the Gen Z crowd as well, too, um, when it comes to things like fashion. So it's still, uh, you know, Pinterest puts out their trends every single year, um, they their predictions are typically spot on and come to be true. So um, it's a platform that, you know, young and old are using. Um, It's kind of nicely spread out. It's not dominated necessarily by one particular age group. Um, And it's also very affluent. So 45% of users have household income over 100,000. So what does that mean for nonprofit attractions? Um, Well, I think one of the really interesting things about Pinterest is it's really a visual search engine. So people turn to this platform a lot of times, most of the searches are non-branded searches. So um, when we think about brand versus non-brand, I think a lot of people's mind goes to Google and paid search where maybe a lot of the keywords that you're bidding on are actually your own brand name. So I'm going in to search, you know, the zoo Tampa, right? Like I, I know that's what I want. And that's where a lot of my traffic and conversion is coming from. Um, whereas in Pinterest, if we kind of think about that, they, they might be searching activities to do with my family. Um, so a little bit more of that non-branded. Got it. So branded search, that term you're saying, I'm going into Google or fill in the blank, Zoo Tampa, non-branded search, things to do in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that you're seeing more of this quote unquote non-branded search in a platform like Pinterest. Yeah. And social media in general is really, um, kind of. Uh, I think a lot of people are starting to figure out how do I utilize this as a search platform because consumers are starting to utilize it as a search platform. But Pinterest was kind of our built that way. Right. So um, it's kind of the, the uh, similar to YouTube, right? YouTube's a video search platform is really kind of how we think about that. You're going to find information 
and you want it presented to you in a, a video format and Pinterest it's the same, but with a, an image. Hmm. I know you really like labels and putting things in categories and buckets. You know, when you want to attack a media plan, should Pinterest really be in our social media list? Yes. So I would still keep okay. this in the social, social platform. I, um, I wouldn't necessarily put it all the way to search, but what I will tell you is, um, I've been super impressed with some results that we've seen on Pinterest compared to search in one particular category. And that is weddings. So um, let's think about how consumers are using this. So Zola, which is a wedding planning site, um, they executed a survey, uh, look, you know, where their brides or their brides to be were um, getting in for their, their inspiration about weddings and the number one referenced source for wedding planning for um, these brides to be was Pinterest. So um, I don't think it's shocking that Pinterest has kind of replaced like the the print bridal guys from the past, um, but it's that's where almost everyone is really kind of starting that initial that inis- initial search um, for content. So are, is that kind of what you're doing with some of the campaigns you're overseeing? Are you moving your wedding budgets or your wedding campaigns? Are you moving those dollars out of the bridal guides print and into Pinterest? Yeah. So, um, we've done this for a while, um, shifting budget away from that into Pinterest, really kind of shifting that budget into search and social in general. But the really interesting thing that we've seen is, uh, I I think everyone's first thought is, you know, go on Facebook and Instagram to run your, your bridal, um, or event-based ads. And what we found was it just didn't convert as well. So the CPMs were kind of high, the cost per clicks were kind of high, um, there is some targeting within Facebook and Instagram for um, people who are engaged, but that's someone who's like actually clicked on this you know button in their profile to say that they're engaged. So I don't think as many people are doing that and updating their profiles in that sense anymore. There's some other behavioral con- uh, you know targeting that they can do to identify that as well too. But Pinterest is all con- contextually based, right? So I am searching, you know, uh, garden wedding ideas, you know, in uh, Orlando, Florida, right? Like I, that's a pretty specific search that I'm maybe not doing in Google. Um, and I'm certainly not doing in Facebook or, you know, maybe just a little bit. Um, so it becomes a really great platform to be able to deliver that message and get in front of them. Okay. So weddings for Pinterest, anything else? Um, some other interesting things are, um, you know, travel and holiday planning. So those are two things that, um, that are, uh, big trends in the space. Uh, but I want to talk about holiday a little bit because holiday planning or holiday searches on Pinterest start pretty early. So they start about um, five or six months. So, you know, Christmas in July, that's when they start searching in Pinterest. So not saying that you should try to pre-sell tickets in July, but if we think about, I think a lot of um, events are probably likely to sell out or, or you know, you're, you're getting enough buzz right around Christmas that um, your, your goal usually is probably to try to get out in advance to get pe- to get it on their consideration set for what they're going to do that holiday season. Um, if you have a, a holiday, you know, light show or exhibit, um, and this could be a great place to ch- try to get out early because again, people are starting to plan and those search, that search volume is starting to increase beginning in July. So maybe early November, late October, if you're doing some pre-sale tickets, that could be a good alignment and just running through the season could be great. So, um, don't sleep on it. It's definitely a channel to to do some testing in. And if I were going to test for a client, 
again, weddings, number one. And then I think, a, you know, holiday doing a little bit of testing in there might be a good one too. Anything else? Um, there are some, uh, you know, we, we mentioned fashion with Gen Z. I mean, fashion just in general in terms of trends on Pinterest. So this could be another good um, tie-in for something like museums. Museums, uh, uh, you know, the art and fashion culture obviously are um, kind of feed off of each other. So I would say as a museum, if you had an event that maybe align nicely with, um, you know, with that fashion culture searches, like that could be another good one to, to place in there. Um, but really, I think, it, you know, it's all about testing. So don't be afraid to test a campaign on this channel. Um, there's a lot of initiatives that can support. I always like to do, say, make sure you're doing a good job on Facebook and Instagram first, but that dabbling in some testing in some of these channels can be a good idea. Yeah, that's kind of cool. There's a museum in my area that's doing uh, an exhibit on Art Deco. And fashion is a big part of that exhibit. So I can see the tie in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's next? Reddit? Reddit. So um, demographics are pretty, uh, pretty different from Pinterest. Um, 62% male. Um, 36% are between 18 and 29, followed by 22% of the audience between 30 and 49 um, and you said it's your favorite channel. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Reddit? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm definitely the demo for that. <laughs> um, Reddit. So I think what makes Reddit different is it's designed to be more conversational, more feedback, more back and forth. Um, so the way Reddit is organized is everything is under a subreddit. So you would join this subreddit or this community. Let's take mm, golf, for example, People will go in there and post, hey, how's my golf swing looking? And they're actively looking for comments for people to give feedback for. So maybe some more social media platforms are a little bit more, you know, I'm putting it out there. I get a like, a heart, whatever it may be. The expectation with Reddit is you're going to get a paragraph or at least a couple thoughts. So people are actually typing comments out. Mm -hmm. I would say that's the biggest difference. Kind of like a little bit like YouTube in terms of how people might be searching for content or answers. Sure. But you're actually getting the response to answer your question. It, it could be. It, it's it's a little bit more scrolly where <laughs> you're just kind of going through the feed and you find something that catches your eye or almost like a Quora, if you will. Like somebody's mm -hmm. legitimately asking yeah. a question and they want feedback. So I, I would say that's the biggest difference. Okay. Well, um, let's think about how we can maybe use uh, or execute some ad campaigns in this channel. So um, like you said, it's very much like Q&A style, maybe not a lot of visual uh, in our in ad spaces. There can, of course, be visual. There's video um, and image formats that you can run, which the nice thing is it does kind of stand out a little bit from all of the text that you're kind of going through and consuming. Pretty much like a Twitter, right? So Twitter was very short text uh quick thoughts. And then, um, you know, from an ad perspective, you can definitely put images and things like that in there. Um, but I think what's interesting is you mentioned the subreddit. So these are kind of like little communities, right? Of people who Absolutely. are sharing a lot of information and there's subreddits on things to do in Atlanta, right? There are, there's subreddits on, um, you know, a lot of really like niche targets that can really align nicely with really niche exhibits or, events that you might have going on. So one of the things I think of, I've run Reddit a few times for uh, some nonprofit attractions, but one of the things that I think of is um, I go back after living in Atlanta for 10 years, there was a great exhibit at the High Museum, I believe was doing it. And it was all about sneaker culture. Um, 
did not work on that campaign, did not run anything for it. But I think of that exhibit and the tie-in or like that, how like, um, you know, this culture is so one kind of hard to reach, but two, they're like mega fans, oh, right? Like they're obsessed. on Reddit. Yes. They, they are on Reddit and they're talking about sneakers. Yes. So being able to find some of those subreddits, especially locally, like that can be a really nice tie in. So when I think about Reddit and even Pinterest is like you have that nice contextual alignment, whereas like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, well, you, you, you can't like get into, you can, you can use what people are talking about as like a way to help target your ads, but you can't, only run your ads in content about art exhibits, right? You can't only run your ads in content about travel or fashion. It's going to be running it to people who like that kind of content, but it's not gonna be running in that content. Pinterest and Reddit, definitely more of a contextual play and contextual alignment. That's really nice. Yeah, I love that idea. That's super clever. Um, Authenticity, I think is is real. Yeah, That's that's a blanket statement for any type of advertising, but if you're going to go into Reddit, go Give, <laughs> make right, it real right. because you were talking to the hardcore of the hardcore. Yeah. I think if you just try to come out with like a general membership message, it's probably going to fall a little flat here. But, um, but yeah, if you've got that kind of quirky, unique, interesting sort of the, what, what is this or, or the avid fan in terms of like that sneaker culture, um, I think this can be um, great alignments. We also see that uh, it's, um, you know, the, when we think of just like a CPM or a cost per click, like how much does it cost to get in front of this audience? It's pretty low, um, which is a good thing. We've seen CPMs rise quite a bit on Facebook and Instagram. So some of these alternative channels have a much lower cost to entry um, and can help drive some great traffic at a low cost. We don't always see it convert quite as well, but in a lot of cases, these campaigns that we're running are for awareness. Like we want you to know that this exhibit's going on. You might buy tickets at the door versus on our site and that's fine. But, you know, getting in front of that right audience with the message is important. I mean, you know, just like our TV or out of home would be, and we need to let these people know that the events and uh, the events going on. Okay. Let's talk about Snapchat. Um, So Snapchat's interesting. We've, you know, it, Snapchat was, I think, a few years back, it was kind of that additional channel that we would add into the mix to reach a younger audience. And then TikTok came along and it kind of stole all the thunder from, from Snapchat. So um, I think people use these platforms a little bit differently, but ultimately, I don't know that there's been enough going on to within the ad capabilities and, and targeting to be able to say, like, you should absolutely run Snapchat over TikTok. I think for a lot of people, when they're trying to get in front of a younger audience, they don't necessarily need multiple channels because they're really just starting to like test out some things. So I'd still prefer to see some more dollars go into TikTok before Snapchat. However, if you are running, you know, a large portion of your budget in social media and you're doing a lot of testing, especially if you're tracking things like online ticket sales, um, doing some A-B testing in here, uh, not just TikTok versus Snapchat, but all of your channels to see how they're going to work at driving that conversion. I think, great. Add it into the mix. Use it as one more channel to get in front of that audience and drive that message or sale. But I think for most people, you're, they're, most nonprofit attractions, you're just not spending quite enough in Facebook, Instagram, and t- TikTok to justify adding Snapchat to the mix. 
you're listening to the Marketing Attractions Podcast, conversations on how nonprofit attractions are increasing attendance and sharing their mission through marketing. Your hosts are Ryan Dick and Jenny Williams of Attend Media. Attend Media is a media planning and buying agency specializing in zoos, aquariums, gardens, and museums. For more information, please visit attend.media. Now, back to Ryan and Jenny. All right, Jenny. So we've talked about Pinterest, female, you like it for wedding, holiday planning, travel planning. We talked about Reddit, heavy contextual play, going to reach some hard to reach audiences. Uh, Snapchat, mm, maybe has lost a little bit of its thunder. Let's talk about LinkedIn. Yeah. So uh, I think LinkedIn, we all know, is more of our B2B social channel. It is, you know, a great way if you're trying to get in front of, you know, that C-level audience or um, that B2B audience. You know, I think about LinkedIn in terms of uh, organically, it's, it's a great platform to be able to help spread your mission with other community leaders. Um, and it can be a place that you do run some ads. Uh, again, my mind goes back to events. It's a more expensive platform. So just know you're not going to have the same CPMs, the same cost per clicks that you, as you might have in some other social channels. Um, but it does allow you to get in front of this audience. So events can be a place that you do some testing here um, to see if you can, you know, for like, especially like your small, mid-sized businesses in terms of planning their corporate events and parties. Um, you know, another way that you can maybe align with this is just like donation messaging. So a lot of times it's the corporations that are making some of these donations to you. I'm sure you've got plenty of outreach um, that is not paid advertising based to um, drive a lot of this. But, you know, I'm thinking around like a Giving Tuesday or something, if you ran a few ads to help maybe drive those donations in front of, you know, a, a community that likely has some funds to make those donations. Um, that could be a, a good you know addition to a plan. But ultimately, we know it's a B2B to play. It's going to be a very small percentage of that social media mix um, if you're doing anything at all. But spend a little time organically because I do think this can be a good channel that can help you there. Yeah, I like that. Okay, um, Twitter slash X slash Elon Musk. What do you got? I mean, stay away, right? Like, there's probably a case to make for some advertisers out there that it's not dead yet and it's so cheap. So get on it and do it. But I would say for any nonprofit mission-based organization, it's not, it's too risky. It's not worth it. A lot of your audience has left. Just stay away from it. I, I mean, there's really nothing else to say about it at this point. Well, okay. What about threads? Threads um, we'll keep an eye on. So uh, I think obviously everyone was super kind of hyped with how many people came over. I think it was like hundred million users or something like overnight practically because they were pulling a lot of the Facebook and Instagram users over. Um, it's owned by Meta. If they're going to put anything behind it, they're eventually going to have ads on it. Um, they're, you know, but time will tell what there's do what, what they're going to do with that. And with any new social media platform, it never starts out with advertising opportunities organically with your team. You can be maybe thinking through some ways to you know, be present on that channel, but I think there's just so many other channels that are more important right now to think about how to, have a really great organic play and then how to extend paid ads because you can't even run paid ads on threads. And we kind of touched on this, but I'm thinking YouTube, where, where does YouTube fit in this whole mix? Yeah. Great question. So YouTube, I think it's bucketed in um, a lot of channels. So it does get thrown into the social media channels. Um, but we talked about YouTube as a search engine, right? It's the number two search engine behind Google. 
So, um, how to change my water filter and refrigerator. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I think that's an area where, where are you bucketing it on your plan? Personally, we don't bucket it under social media. We usually bucket it under our, um, our, our digital video play, right? So I'm looking at how do my, you know, 10 or 15 or 30 second ads deliver across maybe programmatic media, across any kind of site out there or um, YouTube specifically. So I'm kind of comparing the channel placement in with YouTube versus the rest of the internet. Got it. So YouTube, you're putting that in your digital video bucket, mm-hmm. different ad budget, different strategy, different channel completely. Right. Got it. Um, well, cool. How do you want to wrap this up? Um, I think just be open to testing. So there's you know, think through how your audience is using different platforms, how that aligns with the exhibits or initiatives that you have running each year. And, you know, one of the things that we always say is we, we like to see uh, nonprofit attractions spending more in paid social. And this is one of the reasons there's a lot more to do out there than just running Facebook ads. Um, and a lot of these channels provide you some opportunity to be in a less cluttered environment. I mean, I know as a user, if I go on Facebook and I scroll through my feed Every single, you know, I'm hit with attraction after attraction after attraction because I've been, you know, this is my job, right? I'm on these sites all the time. So I'm getting retargeted by everyone that's within a two hour drive of me and I'm in central Florida. So there's a lot of, a lot of options there. Um, But when I log into some of these other channels, I'm usually not seeing any ads in this space. So they can be a good way to really kind of differentiate yourself and stand out um, so not saying you have to have it on your plan, but it's a, a good thing to look, to consider based off your initiatives. Jenny, thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Attractions Podcast. If you have a suggestion for a topic or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at marketingattractionspodcast.com.